welcome to the Families Voices podcast. Our podcast today is being recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and I wish to acknowledge them as traditional owners. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. The Family Voices podcast is a series of conversations with families of young children with a developmental delay or disability. We aim to build parents' knowledge, skills and confidence in navigating early childhood services and supports. The podcast is also an opportunity for families to share their stories. This podcast series is brought to you by Early Childhood Intervention Australia, VicTAS. We're a membership-based organisation that's proudly worked alongside families, practitioners and other organisations that provide supports for young children with disability or developmental delay and their families for over 35 years. To learn more about the podcast and our organisation, please visit ekiavic.org.au. Welcome to our second episode of Family Voices. I'm Kerry Bull and I'm joined today by Chris McCullough, who's here to talk with us about her experiences of working with professionals. And in particular, Chris wants to talk with us about key workers. Hello, Chris. Hi, Kerry. Good to see you. And I'm so pleased to be having a conversation with you today. Chris, I wonder if we just start by you telling us a little bit about your family, just to centre us. <laughs> no problem. Uh, so there's myself and, uh, and my son, Liam, who just had his fifth birthday yesterday. Uh, so uh, that's our immediate family in our family home. Um, and we have um, our extended family who are very involved with us also, which is, um, which is lovely. So, but just him and I at home. Well, happy birthday, Liam. I know you've just tucked him into bed, Chris, so I hope we get a good opportunity to hear from you about your experience with key workers. In the key worker model, there's a team of therapists and specialist teachers who work very closely together. They all have specific expertise in their professional discipline, but they also have a broad knowledge of child learning and development and the resource and support needs of families. One of those therapists from the team is nominated as the key worker, and the key worker becomes the family's primary contact person from the early intervention team. And they see the child and family in their home and in other places where they spend their time, like kindergarten, childcare, or even swimming lessons or the park. Sometimes a family might only see the key worker because they're getting all their needs met from that one professional who has the rest of the team providing their input in the background. And at other times, a family might call upon other members of the team for their expertise. So it's a model that's flexible according to the needs of each child and family. And it's a model where the family is at the centre. Parents are critical members of the team. But let's hear about your experiences with key workers, Chris. Perhaps we should start by you telling us more about what a key worker is and what they do. Yeah, so I, I kind of see them as being like the, the manager <laughs> of, um, of your supports. Uh, they're the one-stop shop. They're the one person you can go to all the time um, and, you know, and talk to. Uh, they're the person that you you get to spend time with your child and and they have a team you know we always have a team behind us 
uh, of other different therapies um, and the key worker, you know, at any time, you know, where we feel like, you know, we need a bit more support from another therapist like an OT or a speech pathologist to come in, the key worker will organise that. Uh, sometimes they'll organise just to have like a tea meeting and discuss, you know, what maybe the concern is or what the problem, you know, the problem is and they might be able to come up with some strategies and then the key worker can actually implement them with me and teach me those strategies without us having to have another person involved, which, it, you know, it has worked really well for us. But we have that one point of contact and because they are working the one organisation, the communication is just, it's, it's free-flowing, um, you know, which is, I think, really helpful and really beneficial yeah. for my son and, our, and, and, and me. You've thrown so much in there for us, Chris, to, to unpack, which is just great. I want to understand more about it. Um, so you say that, you said they're the one-stop shop. Um, a key worker is someone who you can go to and they've got a team around them. And it sounds like from what you're saying that you're part of the team. Yeah, definitely, definitely a part of the team and definitely feel part of the team. Yeah. Uh, so the key worker and I, um, you know, we design the goals to move forward with Liam um, and his skills and development and um, and then we'll get feedback, you know, in from the other therapists for particular goals in terms of making them, I suppose, I use the term more measurable and, and more mm-hmm. focused. Um, and, and I suppose what I mean with one-stop shop is that, you know, so in, in my situation or all situations, the key worker is a particular discipline. And for us at the moment, that is we have a speech pathologist background, but she's not just a speech pathologist. <laughs> you know, she she also has a little bit of OT, a little bit of physio, a little bit of psych, a little bit of teaching. Uh, and that comes from that real transdisciplinary model of learning. And, um, you know, that whenever we have the OT come out, um, my key worker is also here. So it's not yeah. OT coming out on her own. I also have the key worker here. And so that just, you know, works really well. And, you know, so sometimes I might need one or two visits with the OT for a bit of a boost. And then uh, the key worker can carry on that for the next so many sessions and touches base again with the OT, lets them know how we're going. Um, you know, we can do videos to show how things are happening. Like it's, yeah, I feel like it's quite, um, it's quite smooth and seamless. Yeah, which I yeah. love. It's a it's a complex thing that sounds like it's become uh, seamless for you. So the key worker is a therapist. They're either an occupational therapist or a speech pathologist, a physiotherapist, a specialist teacher, and so on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and you're the part of the team. I I think you're probably the most important part of the team, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then also, you know, our our childcare and kinder involved in that team also. Um. So you know, we'll involve them in creating goals also, so that there's a lot of that support is happening across his entire world. <laughs> Yeah, um, Let, let's no. let's hear more about that. I'm interested in that, Chris. So the, the key worker from what you're saying um, is uh, a therapist who comes to your home and supports you with Liam's uh, learning and development and so on, um, but they interact with other people in the team like the physiotherapist or the occupational therapist. They also interact with childcare. So how do they do that? What's yeah, their 
I've, I, I give permission <laughs> for yeah. that to happen for anyone that I want them to, you know, communicate with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then they, uh, they'll make a time to meet with the childcare. Sometimes it might be, you know, we have a meeting outside of the childcare, especially with COVID. It's been a lot of Zooming, yes. <laughs> um, you know, and, and like a telehealth kind of concept. Uh, but where possible, yeah, going in there and, you know, they would c- come in and observe Liam in that setting and talk with the staff about how they're going and whether they've got any concerns or, mm-hmm. you know, look at to see what where they would like the help. You know, would mm-hmm. they like support with helping him, you know, to eat more when he's at childcare or to develop a more, you know, some independent skills. And then mm-hmm. the key worker would give strategies around that um, and support the staff, you know, by modelling it. Um, with him there and and then getting them to do it so that she can give feedback and help them sort of troubleshoot as it's happening. Uh, so it's perfect. I'm not the one having to do that. Like I'm mum and, you know, I want to take that step back and not be, you know, oh, you need to be doing this, this and this. Yeah. It's nice to have yeah. someone else that goes in there and does yeah. it in, in, a, in a very much a, a way that's supporting them to develop their own skills and, yeah. you know, like I think, you know, I think they really um, appreciate that support. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that having them as part of the team is so important. And so it sounds like when the key worker's going into childcare, she's really supporting his inclusion in that um, yeah. in that environment. Are, th- are there other people in your team, Chris? You've got childcare. <laughs> you've already mentioned your extended family and you've said how important they are as part of your team. Who, who else is in your life? <laughs> oh, too many. <laughs> uh, we have a lot of, um, my son has a, quite a few medical um, components to his um, disability, I suppose. So we've uh, got quite a big team at the Royal Children's and uh, my key worker is involved with every single one of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and has been, you know, which has been great, um, has been able to come to appointments with me. Uh, you know, if I was having some challenges with a particular um, medical professional, Early intervention is, you know, it's so it's so family focused and uh, looking at the whole picture, not just this one component of Liam, <laughs> mm. uh, to the medical world where you know urology look at urology and um, orthopedics look at the you know only orthopedics. So having someone that still has that global can bring that global connection in um, has been really helpful uh, and also can maybe um, support me when I'm trying to say something that maybe is not getting across, I'm not getting it across the way, you know, they're not getting it. (laughs) Um, So so is that sort of advocacy support for you, Chris? The key worker can play that role as well. Uh Yeah, Yeah. definitely advocacy. You know, and I've had a situation where my son needed a specialist um, diet and there were a few, there were some challenges around that uh, in terms of, a healthy menu and um you know and anaphylaxis in the in the center and and it was that uh you know and I my key worker was able to really advocate strongly around his individual rights and needs but still in, in a very professional way that it didn't damage the relationship uh it was able to be done mm. <laughs> I, I'm getting a picture Chris of a lot of professionals in your life um, because you're seeing a lot of medical professionals at the hospital with Liam. Um, and the key worker, it sounds like, is the is helping to bring all of those people together um, to share an understanding of his 
learning and development and the support that he needs and you need in, in terms of advocacy and, and other supports as well. Yeah, definitely. And with things like childcare and then and kinder this year, there's been funding applications to get you know support for um, extra support in, in the kinder and childcare setting, equipment, uh, you know, and key workers helped with doing that and pulling those other therapists in to give their feedback into those um, funding sort of uh, reports to to boost them and give them appropriate you know information of what his needs are. Um, mm. We also have. Um, through the Royal Children's, we now have the complex care team. Um, so we're involved with them, which is uh, quite, in a way, it's quite interesting because it's been a little bit similar to the key worker. Mm. Well, we have a team around us there also, but it's still, it's lovely and they're very supportive. Yeah. Am I right in understanding then, Chris, that having a key worker, and your key worker is currently a speech pathologist, having her work with you in your home means that you haven't got another half dozen therapists that you're dealing with all of the time or they're not coming to your home all the time, they're just coming when you're really needing very specific expertise from them. So the very nature of having the key worker is cut yeah. down on the number of professionals you need to deal with. Absolutely, and also the amount of appointments. You know, like there's a lot of, we have a lot of medical appointments and um, so to, yeah, to sort of, and, and, having, and we have to go to those, they're, they're not in the home. So having someone who can come to your home, see Liam in his environment and and make adjustments, you know, at home. You know, we have to, with his condition, we have had to bring equipment in and, and to assist him, but we've also been able to look at what we already have in the home and how can we utilise that to build his skills and to, mm. you know, that we can do every day. And it's not... Like I don't have to find time to do his physio. It's actually, well, while I'm playing with you or, you know, while we're having a bath, I'm going to do this. And, you know, and that comes from the strategies, mm. um, you know, from, from the key worker or by the physio, um, you know, OT. And I think that just, it just works so much better. I don't feel like I hear a lot of people talk about, oh, they're so exhausted having to do their physio for their child and they're this for their child. And I'm like, just build it into your everyday routines. Mm, mm, <laughs> it's mm. much easier and it, and it doesn't feel as, um, not, not as much taxing, I don't think that's the right word, but, um, you, know, it, 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 you know, I know it can get to the point where you feel like, oh, I just don't have the energy anymore to do this, whereas mm. because it's just naturally part of what we do every day, is, you know, you have to feed him, you have to give him a bath, you, you have to dress him. Let's take those opportunities to do some balance to do you know and it's it's it, it works quite well for us yeah yeah that's really really great to hear so you're sort of embedding the learning in all of his daily activities and the key workers supporting you with that absolutely Chris did you have a say about who your key worker might be when you first started in early intervention uh Yes, I suppose not so much who the person was, but uh -huh. the therapist, I suppose. Initially, when we started, we had a significant, I suppose, physical uh, delay going on. Um, and that was probably a biggest challenge at the time. And there were some complications with, with his development in that, that it wasn't developing, uh, even, even though it was delayed, there were also some other medical challenges in there. So um, I did request um, a physio. Mm -hmm. uh, and 
and that worked uh, and we did we got a lovely uh, physiotherapist and as our key worker um and that worked really well and and i know um and that we've we had uh for two nearly two years i think we had, we had her um and it was going along you know really well and there were times where um, we had some challenges with his swallowing. And so we, that's when we really had to bring in um, um, speech therapists. We actually were starting looking at doing some sort of augmentative communication and bring the speech therapist in for that. And then we realised the swallowing was an issue. So it kind of, you know, the speech therapist ended up being quite involved because that became quite a significant issue. Just, you know, you know, with the key worker, they always, you know, because they, they take the time to know what's going on in the whole picture um you know when they know when things have been a bit challenging you know we've been in hospital you know they check in mm. send a message how are things going you know can we help with anything uh you know do you need anything i, I didn't know that i could get some in-home support through the ndis um and my key worker organ made sure that happened for me um you know and I, I thought, you know, that's something I should know. <laughs> and I, I didn't know that. And, you know, and things like getting a little bit of help with some gardening and and the housework, um, you know, I just didn't think that that was a possibility. So, you know, really being aware of, you know, keeping me going <laughs> as the, you know, being, being, I suppose, a single mum, you know, the cog's got to keep turning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, um, yeah, so making sure that I'm looking after myself also. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I have always felt very supported. There was always a, you know, a, a, an ear, um, been a lot of tears over the last year with my son's medical stuff um, <laughs> and a lot of, lot of teary, you know, just somewhere to, to be able to vent that's, that's a safe space, um, you know, has been great and it's, I think taking a bit of that pressure off, I suppose, my extended family that they're not having to always hear hear that stuff. Like I've got someone who kind of has a bit of a separation away from that emotional mm. um, pull, so mm. which has been great. You've been building up quite a picture for us, Chris, of all of the roles of a key worker. Um, at the beginning of our conversation, you talked about the key worker providing some advocacy support for you. Um, you talked about inclusion into childcare. You've talked about the key worker coordinating services and supports. You've talked about the key worker being a therapist, so they're providing therapy for you. And now you're talking about the key workers also being an emotional support for you. So it sounds like a very holistic kind of approach that the, the key worker is is been providing for you. D- definitely. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, mm. and it you know, so it works works very well for for our family. And, mm. Mm. Yeah, I find it very supportive. Mm. Yeah, definitely. the The other thing I'm I'm hearing from you, Chris, is that the there's times when the key worker might be the only therapist that you're seeing, and uh, she's coming to your house quite regularly. Um, but at other times when things are going on for Liam uh, or you, you can call in one of the other therapists within the team. Am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, that's that's exactly how it works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so at times where we, might, you know, feel we need, you know, a bit more ideas or support or maybe there's, a, you know, something going on that we're not quite sure what's happening. So we've done things like we've, we've videoed him 
Um, you know, so when, when we started having some concerns around his swallowing, we actually videoed him eating with my key worker who was a physio at that time. Mm-hmm. And she took that back and had a meeting with the speech therapist. Um, you know, and then that was like, okay, nope, we need to come out and we need to see what's going on. And that led to a, you know, seeing another specialist and mm-hmm. having a video fluoroscopy and, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, and yeah. So, and, and just recently we've had to have um, some extra equipment um, uh, for the bathroom. And the, so the OT came out um, and helped do, you know, sort of that measuring up and, mm-hmm. um, and what was quite nice too is that the, the OT, you know, it, de- it depends, but I think probably lately because there's been so much else going on in our life, um, they've actually been feeding everything back to my key worker who's so she's the only person asking me the questions, which has been yeah. a godsend. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can imagine with all of those professionals in your life, both medical professionals and all of the, the therapists that you uh, could be seeing that this, this godsend you talk about is that she's, She's pulling all of that together. So you're not having to relate to every single one of them. She's she's pulling it all together. Chris, can I ask you more about that? Um, is the key worker then the same as the service coordinator? No, definitely not. No. Uh, no, so I mean, that's, that is a little component of what they're almost, you know, they're, they're doing if that's what you need. To, that needs to happen for your family. Um, but definitely not a service coordinator, no. Uh, you know, say like, you know, they're from a, you know, they come from a transdisciplinary background. So, you know, they have, you know, they're not, so our current key worker is as, as a speech pathologist, but also has skills um, around occupational therapy, from um, physiotherapy, from psychology. So she's able to help with everything within Liam and, you know, but when, when maybe the, the, the need's a little bit, you know, higher or we're not sure about something or it's above her skill level, she will absolutely go and she will be honest with me and say, you know what, <laughs> you know, I think it's time we bring, we need to bring the physio in, you know, mm-hmm. I'm happy to have a conversation with them or we can bring them out or, and, and I often will start with let's have a conversation, mm-hmm. you know, cause, and because and I find I don't have an issue, you know, she relays the information back to me. I get everything fed back to me. I know exactly what's gone on in their conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I get minutes. I get, um, you know, a, a summary of our visit after every visit and we talk about, you know, what my key worker is going to do, you know, over the next week while, um, you know, we're not seeing each other or the next two weeks uh, and it's quite, you know, planned out. So, mm. you know, she might say, I'll, I'll be in touch. We've worked out we need to talk to the childcare and, you know, we'll say well, that might take you 20 minutes and, you know, we'd sort of say, yes, approximately, that's fine, mm. <laughs> you know. Mm. And, and, yeah, so so it's a way more than, I suppose, a, a service coordinator or support coordinator. I think a lot of people probably see that as the role, which it definitely is not. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying that and something else you've just talked about is there that she comes at times weekly at other times fortnightly sometimes there'll be a a phone call or a video link so she really mixes it up according to your needs can you tell us a bit about that yeah definitely so um we look at it yes in terms of the the need at the time sometimes we might not actually physically see our key worker for four weeks 
but I, there's a lot of things happening behind the scene that she's already, you know, she's doing um, or, you know, we're actually travelling along okay at the moment, but there's those things behind the scenes like funding applications and equipment and things like that happening um, and we'll touch base over the phone or, um, you know, and or over email. Uh, but, you know, then we might have a block of time where we're seeing weekly. We've, we've actually even had some times where we've seen um, them twice or three times a week where we were intensively working on his communication mm. um, and it was a short burst, which was really helpful because mm. I was mm. able to really troubleshoot. You know, I'd have a, we'd do it that day, I'd go the next day, you know, keep going, and then the next day they'd be back and she would say, you know, we, I could say, I oh, had an issue with this or, you know. Um, so it really is independent. It's not, it's not a, oh, I have to see you every fortnight or every week. This is actually how you need it. What do you yeah. need? How do you need this service to look? And I think that that's massive. Like that's huge to be able to have that. Mm. Um be responsive, I suppose, to it um, has been really helpful. And and I think, you know, when I go back to that idea of the support coordinator service, you know, coordinator, um, what I also love about the key worker model is that, um, you know, my key worker is always trying to, you know, build my skills and build my my ability to, to you know, to do things also. Um, but when there's times where I, I can't do that, um, you know, things are overwhelming or whatever, I know that there's someone there that can help boost me and help get me started or do it for me at this time. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. You use the word responsive. I can hear that it really um, has been a responsive service for you, Chris, that's that's worked into the needs that, that you and Liam have. Chris, parents often tell me that when they have a key worker, people ask them, when are you going to start therapy? <laughs> Do you get asked that? Constantly. <laughs> Constantly. Okay. What do you say? I think my paediatrician has now got it. Right. <laughs> I think he understands transdisciplinary and key worker now very well. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, no, I do often get like, you know, oh, who, you know, how often do you have speech therapy and how often do you have occupational therapy? And I said, well, it's actually it's not like that. And I explain how the key worker model works. And, mm-hmm. um, and then I will sort of share, you know, like, oh, we were working on, um, you know, feeding the other day. So, you know, uh, you know, the last few months. So we've had the speech coming out, you know, twice a week and, you know, and then they've been to the childcare once a week to, you know, really get on top of this. And it's been a boost of support for, um, you know, say three weeks. And now we're having a little break. Um, and mm. and consolidating those skills and at any time I said I can touch base with them um, so I really try and I, I suppose I I exude the confidence to say that I'm comfortable and I know that we're getting what we need mm. um, and I, I clearly and I very clearly have stated to my pediatrician that you know the fact that I don't have to have four different people in our life you know mm. every week or every two weeks mm. you know on top of what we already do have, um, you know, is is really it's actually more beneficial for us. Yeah, um, and it's I and I see the benefits, you know, for Liam. Um, yeah, so yeah, so it, it it does often you know get asked, but my it's interesting because my my family initially initially were asking some of those questions, but now they're sold. Um, so um, you know, which is really good. So uh, yeah, so I think I think it's. You know, I still, you know, you still do get it every now and then. Mm, but mm. I it, it sounds like you're a, 
you're a real champion of the of the model, Chris. What what are the things that you've done to make it work so well in working with this team? Um, well, I suppose uh, you know being being open and honest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if things aren't working for me, I will share that. Um, and knowing that it's a safe space to do that, which I suppose my key worker has allowed that, has created that space, mm. um, you know, to be able to share how things are going. Um, the uh, key worker, after every visit, and even all the other therapists, if they're here, they check in to see if they could have done anything different. Um, and always during telehealth sessions during COVID, when I had that, I used to say, same thing, in person would be great. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she used to be a running running joke but um you know and and also what I found helpful so um you know and, and I and we kind of I suppose always had a bit of a structure to the sessions so uh it helped me stay on track because I can go off track uh, <laughs> very easily especially with I suppose so much going on in our lives mm. um but allowing me that space to also have those conversations checking in if that's something that I, I want to spend the time doing that that, that time um and uh yeah so I don't know if I've answered that question properly. yeah I, I think I think well there's no no proper way to answer it Chris is it, is it? but what what I'm hearing from you and 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 correct me if I'm wrong is that it sounds like the relationship that you have with her has been really important, that you've been very open and honest with her, but she's created what you just called a safe space. She's created a space where she's always asking for your feedback, making sure she's getting it right for you. So it, it sounds like a, a very, um, it sounds like a really strong relationship you've got with your key worker. Yeah, definitely. And there's no judgment. And that is lovely as a parent. Because uh, that's not always how you are in the medical world. Um, mm. You know, you can feel very judged and, um, yeah, constantly being evaluated. Mm. No judgment. That's uh, pretty important, isn't it, in any relationship that's going to work well? Yeah. Yeah, mm. definitely. What's the best thing for you and Liam about having a key worker? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> As you can probably tell, I find it very hard to sum it up in one. Um, <laughs> uh, why, why don't I ask the question in another way? <laughs> if you were to ask, if you were to ask Liam yeah. what he thought about having a key worker, what yeah. do you reckon he'd say? I think he would talk about relationship. The relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Relationships are important both for you and for, for Liam. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, it builds trust. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Trust and you've talked about non-judgmental and and yeah. uh, being open and honest. Yeah, they're all important things to have in a relationship when you're working with professionals. Definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Chris, is there anything else you want to tell other parents um, who are listening to the podcast today about your experience of the key worker model? Um, look, I feel like the, you know, to me, the key worker model is all about, uh, you know, supporting, you know, supporting me and skilling me up so that I can do these things because no, no one therapist is ever going to make a difference. 
Mm. You know, they, you know, an hour a week, half an hour a week, you know, two hours a week. That doesn't make the difference. What makes the difference is us embedding that across our day and me doing those strategies with him throughout our day in our natural environments and, and in our natural, you know, our, our natural routines of feeding and bathing and going to bed and getting dressed and getting undressed. They're all things that have to happen. And that's what I love about the key worker model because that's what they're looking for. They're looking for your routines and where's an opportunity to build a skill in that routine that's mm-hmm. natural and not having to be forced, um, you know, and I think that to me is true early intervention because it's looking, you know, it's looking at the whole family, you know, the whole child um, and, you know, creating an opportunity for, you know, consistency and, as I say, skill building me so that I can be doing these things. I then teach my mum, you know, his grandma, my um, sister and um, my sister-in-law, my brother, they're all involved and they all do it with him too. And friends, you know, they, they can be involved. I know how taxing it is to have a lot of people in your life and it's, it's hard and, it, you know, you don't, you know, yes, I just have my one child but, you know, I also work and I also have a fam- my family, extended family and, you, you want to still be able to, you know, have a life that's not just always revolving around your child's disability or, or challenges. And, you know, it, it can get overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I think having so many people, that's, it's hard. And, you know, as I said to you earlier, I said, I feel like I have brain fog and <laughs> many times. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, the key worker model is such a, a way to give you everything you need for your child um, you know, and it can be, it's never the same. So, you know, you can't say, oh, I see my key worker once a fortnight. Well, you do that at the moment, but in, you know, a month's time, you might actually see them twice a week or, mm-hmm. you know, for six mm-hmm. weeks or, you know, or you might see your OT might be coming in with your key worker for a block of time, um, you know, and that's what I think is really important that you don't feel like you have to be doing all these individual therapies uh, that that actually doesn't make the difference. The difference is you, you know, learning those strategies and your family and people who are important in your child's life uh, to be able to do them all the time, the childcare, the kinder, everyone's involved. You know, no one person makes a difference, um, you know, and, and definitely that, you know, I do strongly believe that the parent is the child's best teacher because they're with them all, all the time. And so it's really important to, um, you know, skill me up and give me the skills so I can be doing it. Yeah. You say you answered that question. Oh, beautifully! And you say you have brain fog. Uh, I'm not hearing brain fog. What I'm hearing is a, a mum with enormous, or as you say, passion for for this way of working. It sounds like you just had such a a positive experience with with this model that's working for you and Liam. It's been a real uh, pleasure hearing from you, Chris. Um, thank you so much for spending time with us and, and sharing your story. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. It's been fascinating for me to hear Chris's story because her experience mirrors what we know from research about the benefits of the key worker model. Parents report being happy about having easy access to a team of professionals but enjoy the relationship they develop with one primary service provider. 
They appreciate not having to repeat their story time and again and not having to fit appointments with many different professionals into their busy lives. Chris spoke so clearly about the range of roles the key worker plays, not just providing therapy, but also advocacy, information and resources, and emotional support when it's needed. Key workers liaise with other professionals like medical practitioners to help coordinate services, but also consult with educators at kindergarten or school to support children's inclusion and learning. I think hearing family stories such as Chris's helps our understanding of early intervention teams and remind us that when they're working well, the family is at the centre. Parents are critical members of the team. They know their family best. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Family Voices. Make sure you subscribe on your podcast app and feel free to leave a review to help us gain more of an understanding of what types of conversations are helpful to you. More information about the podcast can be found on ekiavic.org.au. Until next time, thank you for listening.